Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches and learn more about their business and business knowledge as a whole. I'm your host, Ryan Carson, and today we're here with James and Chris. Guys, how's it going today? Hey, what's going on, man? Doing great. Yeah, thank you guys for being on here today. I appreciate it, man. Glad to have you reach out to us, you know, to go ahead and uh, have us on your podcast. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So man, we'll kind of go ahead and get right into this. And, uh, you know, whoever wants to answer, you know, as far as this goes, if um, it, it doesn't really matter to me, you know, whoever, whoever just wants to take any of these questions. But um, I'll direct this first one, though, to James. So, uh, James, what is the name of your club and where are you guys located at? So it's called the Miami Strong Gym. Uh, we're right in Edgewater, uh, Miami, Florida. And, uh, you know, it's a beautiful view of the, the bay and the park right across the street from the gym. Okay, awesome, man. And kind of how did, how did you get into this? Um, have, you, have you always been in the industry and decided you wanted a gym or what? Long story short, uh, personal trainer for nearly the past 11 years. Okay. Uh, helped dozens and dozens of people you know getting the best shape of their lives and i figured the next best way to reach a bunch of people is through a gym and uh you know kind of that's how uh we ended up here having a really awesome gym and now i'm able to reach and interact with even more people and help more people reach their fitness goals there you go yeah awesome man awesome and and chris what about you man so how, how'd you get to your position where you're at today so uh, interesting enough, I was in the Marine Corps for eight years. And wow. uh, after the Marine Corps, <laughs> I was deciding, you know, what I wanted to do with my life. Uh, I was going to school, actually, to become a doctor. And somewhere along the way, I ended up just, you know, working times and fits, working, you know, front desk from front desk, to, uh, you know, working up the management tree in mm-hmm. gyms. And then eventually meeting up with James to where uh, we ended up working together for a really long time. And when he left to start Miami Strong, you know, he eventually reached out to me to come join him. And here I am. Awesome. I love it. So, James, whenever whenever you started the gym, so uh, I'm, I'm guessing like you were in you were in another gym before. So was so the whole driving force behind this was like, hey, like I love helping people. I want to help more people. And this is this is how we do it. Pretty much. Is that kind of what, what got you in it? Yeah, that's definitely like the the first step to it, but also, you know, trying to create something that's just better than what's existing out there, especially in Miami. And, uh, you know, after visiting dozens of different gyms and just seeing like how they're just, you know, dropping the ball and not really doing all the right things to create the best possible experience or environment or the best equipment, like it just seemed like there are a lot of places that are just missing a lot. And the overall goal was just to create a place that was just, better and just hit all the marks that other places were missing quality service great equipment great experience cleanliness definitely a big one for me yeah yeah um and especially in miami there was really nothing else uh that had combination of everything yeah yeah that that makes sense yeah and and that's the thing especially i mean especially now more than ever right like as far as cleanliness goes um that that's huge right now like with you know, some, some of the mandates, I know that you guys probably don't have anything crazy right now as far as restrictions, but you know, people are more conscious than ever now, you know, and, and they pay attention to that kind of shit right now, especially, you know, so it's good that you're, that you pay attention to that. 
yeah, the cleanliness. Yeah, for sure. The cleanliness is definitely a huge factor. I think a lot of uh, a lot of gym owners confuse old school for not being clean. And yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, so it's like, yeah, no, it's really cool. Old school spot. And it's like, yeah, all right. Old school is cool. You know, maybe the equipment, but you know, shit's falling apart and the pads are all ripped up and it's like, all right, well maybe clean it up a little bit, man. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's a good point, man. And, and that kind of goes back to when, when I started my gym. So um, like we have a few different sections of the gym. So total we're, we're 18,000 square feet, but in the very back uh, we have a power lifting room, you know, we call it the back room. And uh, it's just like a totally different feel. It feels like an old school gym back there. And, you know, people were like, man, so what are you going to do? Is it going to be all grungy and this and that? And I was like, no, like, why? They're like, well, you said it's got to be old school. I was like, well, yeah, the only reason that if you give a power lifter, like, I mean, basically in a nutshell, the, the reason a lot of these places are grungy and, you know, not clean and nasty or whatever is because that's the only place that these people are allowed. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, it doesn't have to be shitty. I mean, I'm sure they would, they would like to have nice equipment too. Right. I mean, it doesn't have to be like water leaking, you know, from the ceiling or or whatever. I mean, so yeah, that's a good point that you made there. Yeah. Cleanliness is key. Yeah. Now, as far as like what, what you guys do for um, getting new members um, and, you know, kind of getting your name out there. Um, what's that looking like for you? Like, what's your main avenue, like for advertisement and marketing right now? Uh, so for the beginning, it was always Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, that started to slow down a little bit. And then, uh, I transitioned everything to just Google search and okay. then, uh, everything through Google advertising. And that's pretty much the majority of what we've been doing for the past year, really. Okay, cool. So like SEO type stuff, basically on, on Google. Um, mostly paid advertising, uh, no SEO, okay. uh, okay. just, uh, put in the marketing dollars to run the, uh, paid advertising and, um, yeah, that, that works. That works. Search yeah. ads, remarketing campaigns, a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, typically like how many, how many new people would you say that you're getting off of that per month or how many, how many leads are, are you getting from that? You know, it's, it varies. Um, we would get like maybe like a a hundred or 200 leads on a single campaign with like Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Um, you know, and that, that's, that was like a different type of like advertising funnel where everything was specified to leads. Uh, I've changed it around a little bit where Google search, I specify everything directly to just getting page and let the website kind of do its work from there. So, you know, we might get like a hundred views to the page every single day. So we're having thousands of views uh, on the page per month. And obviously that has like a trickle effect uh, to the amount of members that sign up per month. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. And, and yeah, sometimes those leads don't really turn into anything. Like you said, especially on Facebook, if you don't have it, like what I did on mine, like that was a big mistake I made at the beginning is um, you know, for me, I would always, you know, set it to lead. That's what I wanted. But you know, I got a, a lot better return when you, you know, when I switched over to conversions, Right. Like, you know, the conversions, whatever it, I mean, it tracked that better. And I felt like those people were a little more serious. So, yeah. Um, now as far, as far as that goes, so what is like, like right now to get people in the door, are you guys doing, um, like a, a free pass or do you do challenges or, or kind of like, what's your, what's your strategy right now to get people in? Well, 
it all starts again. It all starts with the advertising. Word of mouth now is obviously a big one because of you know how we got here. But obviously, it all started with the advertising. Otherwise, nobody would even know we exist. Right. And it's the website <clears throat> I've constructed in a way to do the sales by itself. My mm-hmm. view is if I can't sell online the way the world is right now, then I'm missing a huge uh, factor in understanding how to actually sell memberships or subscriptions. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think a lot of gym owners actually miss that. They follow this old school model of like bring them in the door and sit with the sales advisor and do this whole thing. And I always hated that uh, when I used to go to other gyms because I always felt like I was being sold. Mm-hmm. So I started at the beginning, just giving them exactly what they want when they landed the website, answer all the questions. What is this place? Yeah. What's it going to do for me? What do you have there? And how much is it? And can I get a discount? Because everybody asks for a discount. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, all of that is molded into the website. And I have some special offers, you know, for first time members when they, you know, sign and click the link and, you know, I give them a little bit of a discount there. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything is designed to get them to buy their membership right on the website. And that okay. has been working okay. for us since day one. Rarely yeah. do we actually have people walk in that who haven't seen the website and we actually actually sell them a membership on the spot. Most people are buying the memberships before they even walk in the doors. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing too. Like if that's how it's structured, right? Like, um, yeah, I think you're right. Like a lot of people are missing the boat on their website because some people do just want to buy that way. You know, they just, they just want to go, they want to click it. You know, we're kind of in like the way that we're wired now, it's like this instant gratification thing. So they want to go ahead and buy, you know, they want to, you know, do it right on the spot there. And yeah, I mean, who knows if you didn't have that option set up and I agree with you, a lot of gyms are missing the boat. If you didn't have that option set up, they might just go to someone else's gym that offers that, you know, cause they don't want to be bullshitted, right? Like they just want to, they just want to buy right then and be done with it. Absolutely. And we actually, when we first started, we didn't mix in some challenges in there. We did mix in some like, you know, free day passes, all that good yeah. stuff. And while it did convert to some memberships, we noticed that it wasn't the best way for us to go about it. Like mm-hmm. it just, it wasn't as good as it could be. Yeah. Yeah. Now, as far as, so that like, what other services do you guys offer there? Um, do you do like PT and um, like small group training, stuff like that too? Yep. We do a uh, personal training, small group training. Uh, we do stretches, massages, um, kind of a little bit of everything, honestly. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Now, as far as like the PT and, and small group, so what is it? Because I know like that's that's a like a totally different ball game, right? Like as far as you know, filling that, you know, getting people in front of your trainers, you know, getting people in the groups. So as far as you know, getting people there, what are you guys doing actively right now, like to grow that area of the business? Um, for small group training, the way that we do it is still through advertising. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the times through the advertising, that's where we like shoot and direct people, essentially like the people who are geared towards classes and everything like that. That's the yeah. advertising specifically targeted for them. As far as like the personal training goes, we kind of leave it up to like the personal trainers. Essentially it's their job if they want to make money and if they wanted to, you know, go ahead, pick up more clients, mm-hmm. they have access to all the new members that sign up and it's mm-hmm. up to them basically to reach those members. And they, the trainers that are getting really good at picking up clients for the most part are really active on Instagram. 
that helps, you know, people who are already members for the gym to reach out to them personally, because they always see them like, you know, either posting advice or anything on like, you yeah. know, fitness tips, any, any good stuff. And even just taking them care of themselves and their own bodies. They see that they're like, you know, in good shape. That's how most clients now even pick their personal at this point. Yeah. So it's kind of like, um, yeah, they know they practice what they preach, right? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that, that, that's a good point that you make right there. Like, because I know that we've seen, we've all seen over the years, you know, in, in the industry, how, you know, the personal trainer, you know, name has kind of, you know, it, it, like anyone can be a personal trainer and, you know, now being an elite personal trainer and actually, you know, helping people the right way. Like that's a, that's a different, um, ball game there. So, you know, the Instagram stuff that, that definitely helps. Now, one thing that we've, that we've saw is, uh, well, first are the trainers, are they your guys' employees or are they subcontractors? They're our employees. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing we've saw and, you know, over the years and, you know, I've kind of experienced it myself too, is that, you know, trainers aren't, they're not always the best at promoting themselves, you know? So I think it's good that, that you guys are, are helping them with that you know, at least maybe encouraging them, you know, to do the Instagram thing because the ones that, the ones that do it, do it well, but then there's some that just have no idea. Like they just want to train people, you know, they don't, they don't really know how to, how to start a business, so to speak. So um, yeah. So there are some systems that, you know, that I've put in place for some of them just to try to help get, you know, get them off the ground a little bit, so to speak, like with their clientele. Yeah, usually the, with, the trainers yeah, that we have that have more clients mm -hmm. or, or like have the most clients, they'll usually help out the brand new trainers or the trainers who are just starting with us. And the way we kind of work it is I have the brand new trainer essentially just train with every single trainer that we have there and then have that more experienced trainer just teach them what it is that works for them, what it yeah. is that they do like promotion wise or anything like that to bring themselves more clients so that that brand new person could essentially learn a little bit from everybody, take what yeah. they like and, you know, just make it their own from their own. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. And yeah, I think that, um, you know, usually uh, there's like a 70% turnover rate with personal trainers, like within their first year of training. And a lot of it's going to be, you know, they can't make the money that they, that they need. They can't make the money they want and they just don't really know how to get clients. So it's good. So that kind of sounds like a mentorship program, right? But you know, they're, they're just kind of helping them out, like showing them the ropes, so to speak. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, as far as like, like the training goes and the small groups. So what is it um, like, how many, how many small groups you guys do in a week right now? Like, do you have, um, set schedules or does each trainer kind of make their own schedule out for that? Um, small group training, we have two morning classes and one evening class. Okay. It's a, it's a set, it's a set schedule. It happens like, you know, Monday through Friday, except Saturdays and Sundays, the only times when like, you know, you go, you change the class times a little bit, but, uh, the program is based off of like actually a, a book that, uh, that James wrote whenever he was personal training. Oh, nice. So it's, it's, yeah, it's called a uh, lean three, six, five. And we okay. kind of follow almost like a body part split. Yeah. So like, for example, Mondays and Thursdays are legs and glutes. And then we have upper bodies on Tuesday and Fridays. And we try to structure it in a manner to where they get that, 
that they normally wouldn't have whenever they're training on themselves. So yeah. you usually have an actual instructor who's just basically controlling the masses. And then you have that co-coach who's like walking around with that main instructor, making sure that everybody's form is as best as possible. And essentially like just teaching them how to, how to work out. Cause a lot of the people that take the classes are people who are not comfortable working out on their own or people who need that extra push. Yeah. And the way the classes are structured is if you just show up to the class every single day, Monday through Friday, you'll get some results, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So James, so tell me a little bit about that, man, um, about the, about the book thing. So when, when did you write a book, dude? Yeah. I wrote a book. Um, I think like maybe seven years ago now, seven, six, seven years ago. Okay. Was, uh, okay. While I was personal training and, uh, you know, <clears throat> All that throughout that entire time, uh, learning how to sell more personal training, uh, I followed a lot of guys in the industry and they always said like, differentiate yourself. Right. So I was like, all right, yeah. you know, I live in Miami, you throw a, you throw a stone, you're going to hit a personal trainer in the head in, in Miami, you know? Right, right. So I was like, all right, well, I got an idea. I want to write a book. There's no way any other trainer is going to be able to compete with another trainer who's written a book. So yeah. if I show up to a client's house or wherever and I say, oh, like, you know, here's, here's the book that I wrote on everything you need to know to get in the best shape of your life. They're going to be like, holy crap. Like, yeah, this trainer wrote a book. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I almost like sold myself at that point before I even started talking. So that was my mechanism to really build like instant trust to know that you're working with like a true professional, not just some run the mill guy who's just, you know, wants to do some bicep curls. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. That, that's a good point. I mean, it, it kind of gets you, you know, instant credibility and, um, and that's the thing, like, and a lot of people, like, it doesn't, they don't know if it's a good book or not, right? Like, I'm not saying that it's not, but it's just funny, like, you know, some people be like, damn, you got a book. And then when they actually get the book and see that it's, you know, it's, it's good content. I mean, really, there's, yeah, I mean, you've already sold yourself, basically. Yeah, that's, then, I think that's, uh, it's building trust and how fast you can build that trust and credibility with, yeah. uh, and again, it has a lot to do with Miami. I mean, again, there's, there's just so many trainers in Miami and there's so many gyms and everybody's a professional and everybody's an expert and everybody's an IFBB pro and everybody knows like the secret, but it's like, how do you actually know this person's credible? How do you actually know, like, you know, they're not completely full of shit. And then like, even when yeah. you're standing with them, you know, it's like they're texting or they're eating their meal or they're having a Slurpee or whatever the hell they're doing. Yeah. You know, it's like, how do you know for certain that you're going to spend your money working with a true professional. And that also dictates the, the price that the trainer could ask for at my peak, I was selling personal training at $200 a session. Mm -hmm. And that had a lot to do with, you know, showing that I was a true professional and a master at my craft to really get that person in the best shape of their life. Yeah. Um, you know, so a lot of things combined to do that, um, and again, you know, writing a book was, uh, almost like a showcase of my abilities and skills. Yeah, for sure. And, and what's crazy is like, usually I'm sure by writing the book, you probably learned a lot too, you know? And, and that's the thing, like, you know, as far like we learn better when we teach, you know, that's, you know, to, to really be able to teach something like you have to level up, right? Because if you weren't hundred percent certain of, you know, your methods and whatnot, like you wouldn't put it down on a book, right? So it makes you really like be like, okay, like I need to make sure this shit is legit on point. And um, yeah, so I'm, I'm sure that you sharpened up big time just in that whole process. Yeah, every, every, like, 
you know, it, it, the simplicity comes down to like everybody used to be like, hey, James, what do I eat? Hey, James, how many sets? Yeah. Hey, James, yeah, yeah. how many reps? I'm like, damn, how do I just give this to everybody? Say, here you go, just read this. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's kind of it. I'm like, everything I know, this answers all your questions and just read this book. Now, did you do, um, did you do hard copy or did you do ebook or did you do both or how did you do that? Um, it's paperback book sold on Amazon. Um, okay. it's on there right now, lean 365, check it out. Yeah. Um, I'll it's been up it there out. for, you know, it's been up there for a couple of years now. Um, I really never went out of my way to like really make it like this big thing. I use it more as a marketing tool than anything. Um, yeah. so my view was like, was never like, I'm going to write a book and get rich off of writing a book. It was, I need to showcase my abilities and skills to show that, uh, I'm more valuable than other trainers in this area to command a higher personal training price point. And that yeah. was the actual goal. So by having more credibility with proof of having this, uh, instead of being like all the other trainers are charging in like 40 or 50 a session, here I am proving to you that, you know, I'm the best trainer in Miami and, you know, people mm -hmm. are paying me $200 a session for my skills. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's a good point. There's so many, uh, you know, and so many trainers out there not just trainers, but professionals, even, you know, gym owners also that are, you know, they're too afraid to ask for what they're worth, right? Like, you know, they, there's just some kind of block. Like they think they should be doing what everyone else is doing or be close to it. Like, you know, I know a lot of people that are like, Oh, okay. So, yeah, I'm a personal trainer. Well, this guy's doing 40 and 50. Like we'll go right in the middle. Like, I don't want to be the most expensive. I don't want to be the most, I don't want to be the cheapest, but it's like, it's all a race to the bottom. I mean, there's no point in being the second cheapest guy in town. You know? So we, I mean, uh, we talk about this a lot when it comes mm -hmm. to the personal trainers. Um, number one, you have to ask for the sale, right? It's like, yeah. unless you yeah. actually is asking uh, for what you want, you know, or what you think, uh, you know, you should earn as somebody providing these like, you know, skills to somebody, you just got to ask for it. It's like, Hey, like, you know, like, what, what would you like to do? Or this is the price. Like, let's start today. Uh, what do you think? You know, a lot of trainers are afraid to ask for the sale. Yeah. And I used to have the same view myself with personal training, selling memberships or whatever it is. Um, because it's scary selling at a very high price point. Cause like, you almost feel like you're offending the person or almost like you're taking their money. Yeah. Um, and that is like a personal trainer mentality. Uh, I used to work at, uh, an Equinox when I first started personal training and that was my first experience with very high price personal training where the sessions were like 110, $120 a session. And then you'd have to sell these crazy packages, like 48 sessions for like 4k. I was like, who the hell is ever going to buy this? I was just naive to the fact that, you know, if you're going to Equinox, you have the money to afford those prices. Yeah. Um, and then I just started asking for the sale. And obviously I'm, you know, I was providing a really good experience with training, being very professional. When I started being confident in myself and, you know, guiding the direction of what I was telling them, being absolutely certain what I was showing them was going to actually change their life. And I was able to trans translate those emotions to them they believed it. And the second I asked for the sale, they would buy at very high price points. Mm -hmm. um, so I think the takeaway message for other trainers is, you know, you're probably a, a good trainer, you know, but have that confidence and you have to really display that confidence when it comes to the sales process and you have to ask for it. Like, like people are very, very afraid of taking that leap because A, it costs a lot of money, personal training general, and B, like compared to everything else on the planet, there is no instant gratification with training. It takes time.
So when somebody, when somebody comes to buy personal training or gym membership or anything of which takes time because you have to actually put in the work to change your body, they're nervous because you have to put up your cash. But the second that trainer like eases you into it and lets you know that, Hey, I'm the guy that's going to get you to where you need to be. I'm going to change your life through all these uh, different modalities and X, Y, Z, and let's do this. This is a price. What do you say? Yeah. You know, I have a lot easier time making a sale and probably selling for higher price points. Yeah. That's such a good point. And uh, another, another thing I can say that, you know, is, is a big problem is like a lot of trainers, like they'll, they'll sell out of their own wallet. Right. Like, and that's one thing you can't do. So they feel like, okay, so they couldn't afford this session. So someone else probably wouldn't be able to afford this or that's a lot of yes. money to them. So it's a limiting belief. They're like, Oh, like, Hmm. Yeah. They probably couldn't pay for that. But you know, the fact is that person could, you know, could probably pay for it, you know, four or five times over. And exactly. um, yeah, like you said, you got to get rid of the limiting beliefs, um, you know, show the value and you know, they have to believe in themselves too, because I mean, you know how it is. Like, I mean, back, like, even when I got started, like, I mean, you know, 15 years ago with training, I would be like, someone be like, well, how much do you charge a session? And it's kind of like, I mean, it's like 50 bucks. I was like, all of, all of a sudden I was like, I know that it's, and they're like, okay, that's fine. Like I would have paid 80 or a hundred, you know, and I was feeling, you know, bad because I didn't want, I felt bad charging 50 bucks because I was, you know, 20 years old. I mean, that was a lot of, that'd be a lot of money for me to pay, you know, at that time. So. Yeah, exactly. I think, uh, like you said, trainers are kind of like view from themselves what they could afford. And that's like a, a mistake. And yeah. then uh, they don't necessarily believe that they're worth that money. So they get afraid that they're like, quote unquote, taking money from that person. But yeah. the second that trainer believes and realizes like, hey, mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm worth 50, 80, 100, $200 a session. It's like, what is the reason this person wouldn't want to train with me like mm-hmm. you know why wouldn't they want to change their lives all of a sudden you start like completely like rewiring your thought process as a trainer and your value and then you know things will shift yeah and that's something that we we spend a lot of time actually with our with our new trainers because our new trainers do have that mentality uh, our new yeah. trainers are just like man like you know what we charge is it is a lot of money and we we spend a lot of time trying to break through that barrier kind of like basically telling them like listen this is what you're worth. If you don't think you're worth it that much, that person that you're even trying to train isn't going to think that you're worth it either. Yeah. If you think that you're worth more than this, then absolutely they're going to see it in the way that you speak, the way that you carry yourself, the way that you train, everything that you, if you think you're worth X amount of dollars, that's the other person is going to think the exact same thing. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, we are getting towards the end of our time on the podcast here. So one thing I always like to ask, um, like in a year from now, so what is, what is growth the like for you guys as a company? Like where, where do you want to be at in a year? Let's see. Um, one year from today, probably double our membership base, maybe even triple it. Um, yeah. maybe expand a little bit to something online. Uh, I think that's definitely in the future. And then who knows, maybe down the road, we, uh, open up, uh, more locations, but I think overall the goal is just memberships, um, getting to a point of which, you know, there's more people in the gym, but it's not overcrowded, still comfortable, still has that high end feel, which it is right now. And then, um, you know, who knows, we might even cap it off at a certain point and, you know, that might be it and just make it a very private, uh, you know, club. 
Yeah, that's that's good. That's what I did at my gym, um, especially during COVID. We uh, I capped it off, and scarcity urgency it, like was through the roof. And I would tell like we had a wait list, and I was I was telling you know new members or or current members that were like, hey, can I like look? I, I'm going to have to cancel right now. And I'm like, look, like we legit have a waiting list, and you're going to have to go to the bottom if you cancel right now. And the price is higher when you come back. And that, that really changed a lot of things like that cut attrition out big time, you know, and I had to tell staff too, I was like, look, there's a waiting list. Now we have to stand by this. Like if someone comes in, I don't care what they offer. Like you cannot let someone in right now. I mean, otherwise the waiting list means nothing. And yeah, um, yeah it was uh, it was a good move. So that's, that's a, that's a good, good idea. You're on there, man. It, it works. Definitely. Scarcity uh, definitely works. Yeah. People just want more. Yeah, exactly. Well, awesome, guys. And for our audience out there, thank you for listening to our podcast today. If you found value from this podcast, please click the subscribe button so you can be alerted when new podcasts are aired. And if you're a gym owner and want to be featured on the podcast, click the link in the description. Apply to be a guest. Until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches, doing work, changing lives. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, Max, the owner of Bio Community Fitness in King George and Fredericksburg, Virginia. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have fun for the next 15, 20 minutes. Talk shop, talk about what makes your business tick, and uh, we'll go from there. Sounds good. Let's uh, let's hop into it. Your bio community fitness um, out there in Virginia, two locations. Right off the bat, um, tell us what you do and how you came to be a, a two location business because there's a lot of people out there that want that second location. Um, so I started my journey. Um, I went to school for pre-physical therapy and I wanted to be a physical therapist. I ended up, uh, unfortunately not getting in that first try. And during that gap year while I was trying to get back in, uh, I worked as a personal trainer for a couple of, for about a year and a half. And in that time, I talked with my mentor who was a physical therapist at the time. And he said, you know, you, you know, all the work, what needs to be done, how to help people. You don't have to go to school help people on your own um so i kind of made that step on my own to create a location and a business that i could help people get stronger healthier more flexible live their better days live better days in the future and think about longevity instead of like day to day so that's what we did and so i started that uh about 10 years ago almost 10 years ago 10 years okay so what did it look like for you? Did you have a business plan? Did you have any type of anything other than if you build it, they will come? How did that all come to be? 
So I call when I have people ask me how to do it. I say, do not do what I did. Um, I was 23 years old. I had uh, enough money that in my account, my savings account from my previous job that I was able to save up for. I had some people who helped me out and gave me some pointers on what best to do. But at that time in 2011, when I started thinking about it, it was uh, kind of new. And the thought of opening a gym was like a different model. Um, and I did not follow a lot of advice. So like I <laughs> just, I, you know, Instagram was newer at that time. Social media, Facebook was big, but it wasn't like advertising was kind of just newer on that. Um, so I kind of like went with my gut. I, I built it near a military base. I thought, you know what, if I can get the military involved and the base involved, I can get people in and start word of mouth, you know, make it easier for me on that sense. So it wasn't the smartest direction on how I did it, but we're still here. So, you know, we're doing something right. Yeah, for sure. Probably a lot of things, more than we'll have time to cover all on the scope of the podcast, but, but let's go on to you were open for about two years and then something happened. You're like, this is not enough work. I need to do more. <laughs> so uh, funny enough, um, I was actually talked into it by my mom. So my mom was at the time, wasn't one of my coaches. She is now. Um, she was like, there's a spot opening up in downtown Fredericksburg. Um, there's city, there's people going in there. It's, there's an idea in the, in the future that, you know, more and more like nicer living spaces for young adults will be there. So it's like a good model where I could go in, open a gym. And then in the future, like I'm here, like I opportunity kind of like that was the idea. Um, fortunately it didn't run out that way. Um, so I got talked into that. I had, uh, I had an angel investor who helped out opening this location. Um, and I had a team behind me at the time. And unfortunately I opened up with like two people that weren't great. They weren't really invested in helping the business. They kind of just wanted return on investment. Um, so I kind of just, I brought my mom on board. She helped run my, one of my locations at the same time. And I just kind of figured it out as I went. Um, I think the best advice I can give people is either go to a business seminar or get help right away. Like if you can do anything, get an accountant ahead of time, get, um, you know, mentorship programs. Like they have like two brains, mentorship programs, things like that, that can actually create value ahead of time. So you know what you're getting into and you can always like prepare for the worst, except instead of like kind of going on the fly, which is what I did for a while. Yeah. So did you eventually go down the road of getting some coaching, some mentorship in the gym space? So like we talked about before, when I said things that you shouldn't do, um, <laughs> uh, I got some mentorship program work. Um, a lot of it ended up being through friends who own businesses of their own. So uh, like other coaches of mine who um, the, the location we're in, in Fredericksburg and King George, is a very transient area. So we have people here two years at a time, maybe three years at a time. And we got some really great staff on board uh, about, I want to say like seven years ago, right before I opened this location, the second location. And, you know, they unfortunately left about six months in and they opened their own gym. So they went through mentorship programs and they kind of like, helped me go through it. 
Um, because what I can say to a lot of people is doing it on your own is fun, but it's not fun. It's not, you're not going to get return on it. It's going to be more exhausting. You're going to like shoot yourself in the foot multiple times. And if you don't have a team behind you to help support you, it just becomes a grind that you can't possibly do. Um, I did like spend some time. I read a whole bunch of business books. I went through all that and it takes longer to fix broken things than it does to start with it going the right direction. That makes sense. So if you start your system out and it's already broken, you know, backtracking, it takes a lot. You like, we've gone through our trials and errors where we've lost mass amounts of people because we went on a big different direction. Um, but then we gained lots of people and what we really wanted. I think the one, just so like the one mentorship I did remember I went to was uh, Ben Bergeron did one of those better business seminars. Because mm -hmm. we first started having it in 2000, uh, 2014, we went. And that was a big help because that kind of, he kind of set the standard of being like, this is a community. It's not about athletes. Like if you get athletes, that's great, but pick what you want and go for that. And so that's what we worked on doing. Did you go up to CrossFit New England and do his immersion? Uh-huh. Uh, I didn't do his immersion, but we did like the workshop because okay. that was the thing. Like I said, like we had, because I lost the people who were helping me so soon into it, I ended up taking the brunt of the work. And so I was like the opportunity for me to go do the immersion clinics wasn't there at the time. He just had business seminars at new England. So we had like two a year where it's like in different locations across the country. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. I mean, it's still, it's good to expose yourself. And I, I think one of the things that you said early on is just being open to learning, whether you learn your lessons, like I do, you know, hard and painful, or, yeah. you know, you go and, and try to figure out the right path before you make the next move. If you're not open to it, nothing is going to help. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Nothing's yeah. going to fall into your lap. So, so here you are, you've got two businesses. Um, what do they look like as far as, you know, are both the gyms a similar size? Do they have similar numbers of membership? Is one considerably different than the other? Um, yes. So they, our first location is, it's about 1800 square feet. Mm -hmm. which is generous generous um and it's got we have about it's tight definitely at times where you have classes it does get really tight um but it works um my second location is about 3200 square feet and at times it's almost too much so it's kind of like a give and take and one of the best advice i got from somebody when i first opened up is you never build a spot expecting to fill it you build a spot because you need more space. And that's one of the things that's really important. Like if you buy a gym, you, buy space, you don't want to buy a giant space and say, oh, I'm going to fill classes. It should be like, I'm going to buy the minimal amount of equipment, what I need. I'll have class sizes you know, more frequently. And it gets to a point where I need more space, then you expand on. Um, so that's the big difference. So look, um, Pre-COVID, my Fredericksburg location was much larger than my King George location. Um, Post-COVID, we're actually a lot more equal. Um, that's just because of the way nature it is. The demographics of people are completely different, how they act, personalities. That's kind of one of those things where it's, COVID was like a big test for a lot of people, how we went through. And so we had so many people, we had a ton, we dropped a lot of people at, uh, during COVID. So it's kind of, or at the beginning of COVID. Um, but luckily, you know, 
enough people stuck around. They really you know, like love the community. So they kind of kept us going. So now are you, are you in a position where with whatever restrictions are in place, um, are you limited there to if you wanted to kind of grow and rebound or is it just a matter of getting people to come back, get back into the habit and, and kind of start knocking on the door again? Yeah, it's, it's, we don't have any restrictions. Um, we, Virginia was very like forward thinking at the beginning, you know, we were ahead of it. We shut down pretty early. Um, and our governor was like, I thought was imposing things that was effective. It was helping everyone out. Um, we opened up and we had outdoor space for a while, which was kind of fun to be honest. Um, but we don't have any restrictions right now. And a lot of it's just getting people back in the door. Um, a lot of the members we have who left during that time have actually started trickling back in or we get people from other locations who are like, I need to get back into something, you know, a year and a half off. It's time to get back into doing something more in public. And we are, I like to think of we're pre, we like, we do a lot of preemptive work to make sure everyone's safe. You know, we promote, you know, being socially distanced no matter what. Um, we promote cleaning everything as much as possible. Our coaches are respectful of their own space. So it's kind of, it's different for sure. But I think a lot of the things that we've new rules that we've imposed have actually helped. Um, we did like class size restrictions, which helped on like the days that are really bulky. We have reservations, like we have to make sure you reserve a class spot ahead of time, which when I was younger, I thought that was silly. Why would you do that? Um, but as a coach now, I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Why haven't I done this for 10 years? Um, but what it helps do is it, it promotes people to be like, hey, I know I'm gonna be there with other people I like, or hey, I see someone that I really like working out with is in a different class. Hey, I'm gonna do that class that day. So it's kind of like created like people like cooperate with each other to like show up. They're like, you know what, this is good. You know, my friend Bob is gonna be at 4.30 p.m. class. I'm gonna show up to 4.30 today because he's gonna be there. Um, so it's been kind of nice. Yeah, one of the, the few silver linings in the COVID cloud has been uh, being able to implement some systems that out of necessity then yeah. start to make a, a lot of sense. And we've seen that in other things, you know, areas like going from large group to small group to semi-private to all of a sudden people are like, oh, I can, I can pay a little more and get more attention and get better yeah. results. And it's like, oh, well, yeah, that's, that's what we've been telling you. But now, now you actually see it. So there's, there's a lot of interesting things that come with that. So uh, I guess the, the next natural question there is, is a two-parter. And uh, on the business side of things, is that your primary focus right now is trying to get back to whatever your pre-COVID numbers were and beyond? And, and if so, what are you doing to get there? Um, so yes, my, my, my goal is to get to pre-COVID numbers and above that. Um, I honestly, obviously would love to have more and more people in to help out as much. Um, we're actually doing a lot more. We've kind of changed our model around where it's not just based around, you know, CrossFit classes. It's like we do more like boot camp classes. We do more personal training. We found that like like you said, people are willing to pay a little more for that one-on-one -on -one time, and we've changed that direction there. Um, but we a lot of it has been like we have. I spoke with you before about uh, one of my coaches is taking on more of a managerial role and like having, helping him help us where it's like, where he, we want him to create a system and a program where he can make this 
like something for his in the future or making maybe making his own business in the future where he learns from my mistakes. So like going to more events that involve promoting our business, you know, handing out the old school way of like handing out, you know, little pamphlets to people, going to events and just leaving them in places. That's kind of like what our big step is, like going back to old school. Uh, I think Jason Kalipa said like his big thing was doing like door hangers, like hanging on people's doorknobs each day, just getting people to see us. Um, I think that's one of our big steps. It's like just changing how we approached it because Instagram and Facebook, you know, those are great models to like promote advertising, but it's kind of like sometimes people just push straight through it. You know, we'll get some people, but I think if we go more hands-on, giving them pamphlets, giving them information, speaking to them in person, we'll get more people in the door. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The more hand-to-hand combat you can do, the more you're out visible in the community, the more you can generate that familiarity, there's trust, there's brand recognition. A lot of it comes down to also um, where the, the biggest pain points for most people when it gets into the paid advertising side of things is, do you want to spend a bunch of money to get a bunch of people that may or may not be a good fit for your gym and then take up your resources and don't stay a long time? Yeah. So if you don't have an A to Z system where you can say like, hey, I'm going to spend 500 bucks, I'm going to get 20 members, they're going to stay on average a year, and they're going to be the ones I want. Like if you don't have that, then you're yeah. probably better, better off just not doing it and spending more time doing that kind of guerrilla marketing, that hand-to-hand. Of course, you get to a point, no matter how many people you have helping you, that you can only do so much of that, right? You can't get more time. I'm sure as a, as a dad of a little one, you know there's never enough as it is, and having that person to help is cool, where sometimes it's like, all right, if I'm profitable spending money and I'm getting more than I'm putting out, at least you can leverage that. So yeah. you really got to figure out where that equilibrium is. And, and really, if you're eventually, you know, both can work in synergy, but you have to have a good foundation for that. Yeah. Um, a good team is like the number one thing that I've, I've kind of like been really, I want to say searching for. And that's the hard part. It's like finding people who like-minded individuals who want to create their own program. And I, I, I push that to my coaches all the time. Like, look, like we're here to help you create your brand as well. Like if you create a brand and bought with us, that promotes our general goal, which is getting everyday people more fit. Like everyone should have an opportunity to work out and do fitness. You don't have to copy exactly what we do. You know, if you become, if you level up, you know, we're all going to level up together. So it makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So what other things, what are, are on your to-do list? What other dragons to slay? Like, obviously you're trying to build a team, which will help you to grow, which will help you to, to go further. I mean, ultimately the goal for, I hope everybody in this business is to help as many people as possible, right. And, and make an honest living at it, right. Because we yeah. all have expenses and help other people make it. But what other things are you working on? What other things are on your to-do list? Um, so right now my major to-do list is helping is really just creating systems that help our staff grow. That's one one of my major things because like I like you said before, um the ability to suffer be a, the ability to suffer as an owner is above and beyond anyone else's. My wife tells me over and over again, like for the for so many years I've done, if no one else will do it, I'll do it. 
like, and that's kind of the point. I've gotten to the tipping point in my life where you say like watching an 18 month old on a regular basis, I don't have any more time and energy to give. So most I can do is create systems and create a team that can take bio to the next level. Cause I know that I have my limits. Like there's a point where I can only do so much on my own. And if anything, if I don't take a step back, then I'm going to be hindering the business as a growth of the whole, which I think is a big thing we people don't realize is that as an owner, you could be the best intentions, the best coach, but you have to know your limitations. Like I might not be the best at, you know, setting a business model for the future, but I also like someone else might not be as good of a coach. So if we kind of like learn our strengths and weaknesses, we can kind of work on each other to help us as a whole, which I think is what I really want to work on is like building somebody and some a team that, you know, I can say, you know what, I really like coaching. I want to get back to more of that, or I want to stay more on the business side, back inside and keep my face out of it. You know, that's where I'm trying to decide right now in my life. Got it. Uh, one of the things that I always like to think about is, you know, whether with the podcast or on the air, off the air, I'll be able to follow up with people who are on this road to growing and improving and building. So if you had to picture, you know, your perfect outcome for, I don't know, let's call it maybe a little longer term, two years down the road, what, what does that look for you? And and how do you see yourself? Is it the ultimate goal to maybe be a an owner overseer, step back, more family time and, and doing what you want and, and building this amazing team that you can do that? Is there other things on the horizon that you'd like to see come of it? Because you're in this for the long haul. You're 10 years in, right? So you're in. <laughs> yeah. My, you know, if you were to say two years, I think being more of like a step back and being like the overseer owner is more of what I see myself doing. Um, I do want to be a family man. Like I, I, I love spending time with my son. I love raising him. And I feel that if I'm able to give ownership to other people, be like, Hey, you're going to help out the most you can, like you're going to take these spots and I'll let you, you know, create programs to help out. I'll be there to help oversight, to help create these businesses, teach you things that I wish I would have known myself. Um, I think that's the ultimate goal for me is to be able to be more at home. Um, but spending that business time, like on my free time, like on little things at a time, instead of being, I'm up every morning. Um, like now I'm getting up at four 30 in the morning so I can work out on my own because I have less and less time in the day. And so it's like actually sleeping in. I don't know what it's like to sleep past the sun and that's been way too long. So it's kind of, that's my main ultimate goal is to, take a step back from coaching, be more of a business owner person instead of a coach owner. Yeah, makes perfect sense. And, and I hope that, like I say, in, in my wildest dreams, I get to do this, these follow-up episodes. And if I can't, then I'm going to check in on you anyway. But we are just about out of time. But before I let you go, you're a guy who admittedly has, has learned some hard lessons, has made some mistakes, has you've learned a lot in the way, a lot of trial by fire. So if you could go back and tell, you know, nine, 10 years ago, you, or maybe somebody in a similar position, you know, one thing, you know, the biggest takeaway, maybe the lesson that hurt the most, but got you the most, what would you motivate? Pay yourself early. <laughs> so what I would say most people is like, don't 
So like uh, Two Brain has like this system where they kind of push. It's like the profit first system, where it's like mm -hmm. you pay yourself first, no matter what. If I could go back ten years, I would as a business owner, I would create profit for myself. Like you, you have to understand, like when you're opening a gym, it is not, I know your ultimate goal is to help people. Everyone needs to know that, but you're also, it's a job. It's not like you get to do this for fun, willy nilly. You need to be able to support yourself. And I think that's, if I could go back in time, I would set things up where I set up more accounts for myself, like set up savings accounts, set up 401ks or like uh, set IRAs, something that, that you can actually research on your own to create value in the future. So let's say if you don't want to do it anymore, you at least have something to show for your work. And if you don't ever pay yourself and you just keep putting it back in the business, you don't get any real like long-term, you get short-term joy, long-term loss. Like you don't, I can't get back. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love every second of what I've done with working with people. I've worked with you know, hundreds of naval officers who show up for classes every single, every six months in King George. But the return on it, emotional, you can only show so much. Like, I do have great memories. I have great friends who live all across the world. But I think if I could teach anyone, it's learn how to take care of yourself and the business will succeed as a whole. Because then you know how much you're actually, how much your business is actually worth. If you don't pay yourself and you think your business is worth, oh, I can, I have all this cash. I can buy new equipment. Equipment's nice, but it doesn't pay your bills. So that's what I would say my number one thing is. I think that's, that's pretty sound advice. There's a lot of gym owners that are living that martyr life and don't even realize it or new equipment is cool, but it's depreciated. It's, you know, just it's not anything that you can grow yourself or grow your business with, which ultimately means you can't help as many people, which means you can't be around as long. It, it all feeds into it. So yeah, absolutely. If you don't have a business where you can pay yourself pretty quickly, you don't really have a business, right? You just have yeah. a job that pays like you shit know. or something. Like that. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just the reality of it. And it's cool that you're helping people and it doesn't mean that you're not helping. It just means that you got to help you too, right? They tell yeah. you on a plane, right? Put your oxygen mask on first for a reason, right? You don't, you're no help to anybody if you're yeah. not there. So and that, it's, it is really like, it's a hard lesson to learn as a young, I mean, I was a kid. I mean, 10 years ago, me is a completely different person. As a coach, I'm a completely different person. Um, and as a human being, I am. Like people don't realize like between 23 and 25, you're a, once you pass 25, it's like, changes significantly then you get to 30 and you're like whoa this is a big difference so i think if yes you're right like if i tell everyone one thing that's what it is take care of yourself you'll see your actual rewards you'll see where you're losing money and then you can see where you can actually profit in the future and that's the most important part absolutely before we let you go max we are out of time but before we let you go where can people find you online where can they find bio what are your links oh. Facebook, social media, website, give us all that stuff so people can search you out. So we're on Instagram at biocommunityfitness. Um, and then our, e our website is bio-cf.com. Um, we're in King George, Frankfurt. So if you're in the area, please feel free to reach out to us. Um, we'll love to have everyone in. Just, just check us out. Maybe the shortest gym URL ever, bio-cf.com. Yeah. And all the links are there. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you having 
a little bit so to with us today. Thank, thank you. you so much for having me. I appreciate it. All right. You're, you're very welcome. To all the listeners out there, we thank you for spending some time with us today. If you want to hear more episodes, smash that subscribe button. Leave us a li uh, like, a comment, a review. We love all the feedback. If you want to be on the show, there's a link in the description. Click that link, fill out the form. Someone on the team will get back to you as soon as possible. To everybody out there in Jim Lord's Nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives, keep kicking ass. Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches and learn more about their business and business knowledge as a whole. I'm your host, Ryan Carson, and today we're here with Cliff and Major. Guys, how's it going today? Great. I'm doing awesome, man. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Us. Yeah, thank you guys for being on the show today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so we'll kind of go ahead and get right into it. So first off, uh, Cliff, so what is the uh, the name of your locations and where are you guys located at? So we're franchisees of Anytime Fitness. We're located here in Minnesota. Uh, we own three of them. Uh, Major is the, the manager at the Anytime Fitness in the eastern side of Bloomington, Minnesota. Mm -hmm. We own one in Richfield. Those two clubs are the closest to not only the airport, but also the Mall of America, if anybody's heard of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. We're opening up a third location in Maplewood, uh, which is probably about 20 miles north of where we are right now. Okay. All right. Awesome. So um, I'm always curious. So what is it that got you into this business? What made you want to be not only one gym owner, but a multiple gym owner? Uh, well, I always wanted to be. A, no, I, I, let me let me go back a little bit. Maybe not always wanted to be a gym owner, but uh, when I turned a certain age that ended in a zero, I. Uh, I noticed that I wasn't able to do a lot of the stuff that I could do in the past. Okay. Uh, I've been a member of gyms for 20 years, but I hadn't really taken it very seriously. Yeah. When I got more involved in it, uh, the, my health improved unbelievably. So when I retired from my corporate job, I had a little bit of money to invest and I knew that it wanted to be in some sort of a, some sort of a fitness environment. Mm -hmm. Checked out a lot of different uh, franchises, and this Anytime Fitness just fit uh, fit like a glove for uh, for my my goals and, and my wife's goals. Awesome. So th so this location was already it was already a location, and you and you bought the location. Is that how it worked out? We actually built out both of our uh, existing locations. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Anytime Fitness helps a little bit with uh, site selection. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, with, with what the gym should look like and things like that. And then, uh, you know, it's pretty much to the owner to uh, embellish it as to, uh, you know, for, for specs. You're right. Uh, but to make it to make it work and make it work in the community that you're in. The okay. club that we're doing in, in Maplewood, Minnesota, we've actually, that was a, that was a club that um, didn't survive the anytime, the, the uh, COVID. And so we purchased the rights to that territory. Mm. We're basically demolishing the inside, redoing it to our specs. Okay. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Got it. Now, um, Major, so let's talk about you for a second, man. So what, um, what led you to your position there, uh, being the manager and that, where'd you get started at in the industry? Yeah. So, um, I joined Richfield gym back in 2012, 2013. Okay. 2013. When they opened that gym, I joined the gym as a member. I was one of the first couple, you know, 20 members or something like that. And I would work out early because I was delivering. I was a delivery driver at the time. And I was just like, man, I'd love to run a gym, love to run a gym. And was comfortable, right, in my position. I'd mm-hmm. never worked in fitness before. I'd done bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. Um, and I competed and stuff like that. And I had clients like here and there, you know, just like your, your gym bros, like, oh, man, your physique's yeah, yeah. awesome train me you know that sort of a thing right. i'd helped a lot of people and really found out man i really like doing this i like helping people but i couldn't really take off with it because i'm on a truck all day um, yeah. so i'd work out early early morning about and i joined anytime because of the the 24-hour aspect of it because i needed to be at the gym by 4 30 or 5 in the morning okay okay so i can get to the truck and get my deliveries done and stuff like that so um yeah, joined the gym and Cliff ended up hiring a manager there. I we I really didn't like talk about it with him or anything. But then fast forward 2015, uh, two years later, or you know, two and a half years later, they built Bloomington. And I lived right in the middle of both of them. Cause it, like you said, they're about four miles apart. And I lived at that two mile mark. Yeah. And so I started coming to this gym and I'm like, this gym is awesome. Taking video, showing my wife. I'm like, this gym is beautiful. And I literally texted her. I was like, I want to run this gym one day. And that was in 2015. And uh, fast forward a year later, 2016, I'm prepping for Mr. Minnesota here in uh, Minnesota. And uh, I got laid off from the delivery company. Um, They, they were paying us handsomely. They couldn't, and but they were kind of upside down with yeah. the, uh, the the loan situation in their finance. So they were trying to get a government loan, and that didn't work out. Government looked at the books and were like, "You gotta you gotta cut some some weight here, and you gotta trim down." And so the first thing they did was they had to let me go, their highest paid driver, and mm-hmm. that was April first, twenty. Uh, 16 and I literally went home that night and just started uh indeed.com anytime fitness and snaps because I was 33 at the time and I'm like well if I'm gonna make a change into fitness it's gotta be now right why not now why yep um so I um texted their current their trainers at the time uh who I'd known 
And I was like, you know, asking them, hey, do you guys have any positions for a trainer? And then he ended up talking to Cliff about part-time training and part-time managing mm-hmm. the two locations, just kind of like a fill-in. Yeah, yeah. And uh, in April 3rd, Monday, I got hired. They agreed on, you know, 50-50. I, they gave me some clients, so I'm training clients, and then I would spend the other half of the day learning the position. Yeah. How to manage in the software and the processes and all that. And uh, a month later, two months later, I'm literally managing <laughs> Bloomington. There you go, man. So that's my story, man. Uh, I love it. it. Yeah, man. So you kind of spoke it into existence there, right? Like, yeah, like it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Literally, a year later, a year and a half later, it came to fruition. So it was kind of crazy how it all worked out. Absolutely. So like one thing I'm curious about is, you know, I was looking at some of the notes and in Bloomington, you guys have like a thousand members or so. A little over a thousand members. A little over a thousand. Okay. Yeah. 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 Most of them are, are, are full pay members. It's almost a thousand there. And then we, we have about 250 paper visit members and mm-hmm. 50 of them are pretty active. Okay. Yeah. So one thing I'm curious about is, you know, I've, I've spoke to a lot of other anytime fitnesses on the podcast. I was actually on one uh, before this one and most of them are, you know, I've not talked to many that have a thousand members. So my question for you is what sets you guys apart? Like why, what's so special about Bloomington that you guys have this success there? Well, well, there's, there's probably three pieces to that success. Mm -hmm. First off is, is this is a, this is a good location. It's on a corner. Uh, pizza joint right across the street so if you go in there you'd probably need to come in here yeah yeah so location the build out that we had and and this being our second gym we learned a lot from our first gym yeah uh the what we what we equipped with uh was uh, very substantial and it's not doesn't have an equal in the area and then the third thing is staffing you know we we ran the gym my wife and I ran it for a number of months we went through a couple of different iterations of hiring and then we we kind of started to get it you know you have to hire the best yeah and because yeah because we have the best we have the best value proposition around you know Mm -hmm. between between you know all the people in our staff in, in both of our locations now uh what they provide is is really kind of head and shoulders above what anybody else, including a lot of a lot of our peer anytime fitnesses provide uh, in in terms of nutritional coaching, in terms of uh, of programming for uh, for uh, you know various exercise. Uh, you know, it's, it is pretty second to none out there. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks. So. I'm I'm glad that you realize that you, you do have to you do have to end up hiring the best, right? And and that's the thing. I, I think a lot of times in the industry, um, it comes to a point where in the beginning, it's hard for us to hire the best, you know, because maybe their revenue is not there yet, or you know what I mean. Maybe there's not enough capital to do that. But once you you know either get to the place where you can afford that, or you just make the decision and say, hey, th- I'm going to hire this person. You know, it's the best for the business, like that's when you really see the most growth is when you're not the one that has to be in there all the time. Right. And I mean, having three locations, you know, that it's not possible, right. To do all of that and still grow the business at the same time. Right. Right. Yeah. 
so um, you know the what we're what we're experiencing now is the post-COVID type situation and trying to source people for our third gym has been yep. a little bit little bit tougher. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it has. Yeah. Um, so is how long until that one opens, you think? Uh, we'll be opening on December 13th. December 13th. Okay, got it. So, well, I mean, the good thing is you'll be able to, you're opening before New Year, so that's good, right? Yeah. Work some kinks out. Yeah, for sure. So I'm curious, like, as far as, like, additional services, like, uh, I'm, you know, pretty familiar with the, with the Anytime you know, model, but some of the gyms have PT, some don't. Um, how much do you guys emphasize personal training or small group training in your locations? So, so Major, yeah. what is it that you say when somebody calls on the phone? The, our tagline, our TI line. Oh, thanks for, uh, thanks for choosing Anytime Fitness where everybody gets a coach. I mean, help. everybody oh, gets a go. coach. Yeah. So that, that's our, that's not only our mantra. We just, we basically have everybody is has a coach. Some people take that to where they have some one-on-one -on -one training. Some people do uh, some sort of a group training. Mm -hmm. Some people actually use uh, the the seven different workouts that we post on a and rotate on a weekly basis. Uh, that that major and and the the PT staff have have, uh, have developed. Yeah. Uh, and, and some people, you know, they just they just want to do their own thing, but they have. They have a coach and then, uh, you know, we have an evil system here that people can look at what their progress is. If, if, if somebody wants to do everything on their own and they don't see their appropriate progress, we're there to provide whatever, whatever additional resources they need. Yeah. So to expand a little bit on that. So like what Chris was talking about um, is everybody gets a coach, right? So that can be on many different levels, right? So depending on, like you say, the, the lowest level possible, you join our gym, you still get myself. So I'm a functional, I'm a functional uh, nutrition coach. So meaning I have the ability to look at lab work, right? I'm not a doctor, but I can still look at lab work and see, hey, do we have a thyroid issue? Do we have low sex hormones? Do we have um, any sort of issues that may arise in your fitness journey, right? Like, so we're not just spinning wheels, right? And I don't right. do this for everybody, but we have the ability to, right? And then, um, so, and then we have our daily programming, right? Where we write these workouts and we rotate through them, you know, every other week we post these, right? So I program for you, you can plug and play, you can put them in ever how you see fit. We just mm -hmm. post them on the wall in the free weight area. So you have a program to follow if you want to, right? So you can kind of do as you see fit. That's yeah. the lowest level. And you still get three complimentary training sessions with our, with our team. Mm -hmm. So um, that first one, you're going to do your Evolt scan. We're really going to get the body, uh, the body analysis going, talk over nutrition, uh, just help acclimate you to the gym, make sure you're comfortable, right? Because that's a big thing. Um, and then before we even price present, you'll do two other sessions with us because um, it's not just about getting you set up for training. We kind of mm -hmm. figure out what you need and then we direct you towards those needs, right? We've seen people come in, it's like, yeah, yeah, you 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 may do very well on your own with just the, the daily workouts. And then we've seen people yep. where it's 
hey, you need to get you a one-on-one training, like ASAP, right? So it just depends on what the what level of coaching they need. But mm-hmm. everybody needs a coach. All coaches, um, even coaches need coaches. Yep. Um, and so that's our motto. Um, and then every eight weeks, you come in and you do that eVolt scan. That's another thing that we offer. And that allows us to get another touch point with you, see how those two months went. Mm-hmm. And if the progress isn't happening, then we revisit some training options or say, hey, um, if you want, I can, I can write. And so we do this as well. We write custom programs as well. If you're like, you know what? I still like doing it on my own, but I want you just to write a custom program for me. Mm-hmm. Then I'll do that as well. And then we'll write that up deliver that to them, show them how to do all the exercises and movements, and then revisit them in eight weeks. Gotcha. Yeah, I love that. So uh, yeah, curious, like what is like, so for the different levels of service there, what would be like your your breakdown in prices? Because I'm sure it varies, right? Like, you know, compared to how much attention they need and, and everything like that. Yeah. Well, we have our basic membership. Uh, and, and we have a, yeah, we give a slight discount if somebody goes for an 18-month membership, which is the max you can do yeah. here in Minnesota. Um, so so that's that's kind of the basic membership. Mm-hmm. Uh, to to step up to uh, to training, you know, they can do uh, they can do one time a week. That's about 50 bucks every uh, by you know every other week. Yeah. Uh, they could do two times a week for 90 bucks a week, $89 a week. Mm-hmm. They could do three times a week for 119 or else it's unlimited for 129. So, uh, so, so those are those steps as far as, um, you know, some real, the, the ultimate program, it's about $360 every two weeks. Okay. For our personal training. And that's with, uh, three times per week. Um, coming in and meeting with one of the coaches and really diving in deep there. All right. So that's, so three, so that, so they get for 360 every two weeks they get. So three times a week, basically. And it's probably like your, I mean, it's the, it's the private jet of services. Yeah. So to speak. Okay. All right. Got it. One or two times a week as well on that too. So it's not just three times per week, but yeah, we can scale it down if need be. And yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's, and that's, that's awesome that you offer those, those different levels, you know, because like you said, everyone is, everyone is obviously somewhere, but you know, some people need more than others. You know, some people, some people are good with just one day a week and maybe you program the rest of the days, you know, but then you have those people that need to be in there three times a week with someone like on them the whole time, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like what, so I know like typically, I'm not sure what your process is, but a lot of gyms will offer like a, a free session, like to every new member that comes in the door, you know, or something. Do you got, I know you said you do the three sessions, but what do you do to get the new people in front of you guys? Like, so you can try to give them in a program. That's uh, like the new members. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's who gets the three complimentary sessions. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah, so we do a fitness consultation uh-huh. session. That's the, that's the first one. And uh, what, what major will do or what our managers our, our gym managers will do is they'll actually, when they sign somebody up, they'll actually walk them over to meet one of the trainers, usually the training manager. And uh, we'll get the, at the fitness consultation set up right there. Yeah. Um, okay, good. One of our processes. So, when I'm signing somebody up for a membership, 
um, first we qual we qualify them, right? Just your basic tip, you know, yeah, your, your yeah, product, right? Like, sure. Hey, what are you looking for, right? And then even if you're not looking for coaching or training, you still get it. <laughs> yeah, because um, everybody's got questions. I mean, yep. every um, so you can be you can meet with me, you can meet with Aaron, you can meet with Christian, you can meet with Matthew. So we kind of have our staff hours laid out, you know you know, so we can display them throughout the day. And so we can slot people in whenever they can. Um, so once they commit to a gym membership, what we then do is we say, awesome, man, glad to get you started. So the next step is to have you meet with coach Aaron. What he's going to do, he's going to help acclimate you to the gym, make sure you're feeling comfortable. Okay. Then he's going to do that Evo scan that we talked about at, at the, you know, at the sign up process. Mm -hmm. And, um, we're going to go over some body composition analysis with you, talk about a little nutrition. We've layered another thing onto our uh, thing that you get if you show up for your, uh, your, your consultation is I've written five um, uh, nutrition ebooks. So we have high protein, low carb, vegan, vegetarian, and um, five ingredients or less. Yeah. So you can choose between one of those uh, when you join the gym. Because a lot of people need help with nutrition. So yep. that was our way of kind of layering some nutrition on top of that. Each one has about 50 recipes in there, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and dessert options. Clean meals, but delicious. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we do all that, delicious and nutritious. You'll meet with him. You'll, he'll then email that over to you once you um, show up for your consultation. Mm -hmm. You'll go over everything that we need to. And then Aaron takes it from there. So that's kind of our process yeah. of... Uh, at the sign-up piece, right? And you get those three complimentary training sessions. So then no one's feeling pressured to buy uh, mm -hmm. on the first the first go. And I think the stats say like most people don't buy on the first time around. So, you know, we get, we get you in front of our staff four times, right? Um, well, actually five. You meet with me, you meet with Aaron that same yep. day, then the three other times. And then Maybe they might jump into a small group training session on their second or third time, depending on how their uh, FC goes, like their mm -hmm. functional uh, movement screen and all that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And then we go from there. They then you, you try it and then you buy it. Yeah. yeah. I think one of the things, you know, the major is really pointing this out is you have you, all of our gyms compete with with low price gyms, you know, and low price means you have low service. And what we try to do is we value add the services that you're coming to a gym because you want results. You just don't want to just have a place to sit around. Yeah. So how do you provide the results? Well, you provide them with good service and that, that personalized service is so important. Yeah, it is. And, and I like that. And I'm, I'm assuming the reason that you do the, like the ebook thing is, you know, probably the, the common problem that all gym owners have is, you get a lot of people to schedule for those free consults, right? But getting them to show up is sometimes yeah. it's another deal. Yeah. So you, you do have to layer something in there, you know, put a little icing on the cake to get them to show up, right? Give them an incentive, so to yeah. speak. Yep. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You hit it on the head. So that's why we don't render that until the session is rendered. Yep. Yeah. It looks like, you know, where our percentage of, of, of shows is between 35 and 45%. Okay. We actually think that's pretty good uh, compared with, you know, how it might have been a, a little bit earlier in our 
uh, in this past year. Yeah, yeah, 30, 30 to 35 percent. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty good show, right? Um, industry average is around uh, 12 to 15 percent. So, yeah, 30 to 35 is, you know, and and it will probably be more, you know, 15, 15 percent or below, you know, if they didn't have something else, right, like to, to get them to show up. So that's yeah. that's definitely a good uh, a good way to market that. It's just, you know, having them, having them meet another individual, another face that they, you know, can understand and know. Uh, I think that that probably help, helps a little bit as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the reasons that people are so reluctant to show up is because, you know, they, they think they're going to be sold, right? Yeah. Like that's kind of, it's the oldest trick in the book. Yeah. You, know, you get a free session, but when you can incentivize them to show up, you know, cause like you said, everyone needs a coach. Like everyone needs a coach, like, you know, major, I'm sure you have a coach. I have a coach, yeah. you know, and when you can get more people to realize that, you know, that that's when you can really start making the big changes and, and changing people's lives. Yeah, and to expand on that, the big thing for me is that's why we do the meeting with if, if he's not busy, I like to go have a meet because if I sign you up for a complimentary training session and you leave and you don't meet who you're going to be meeting with, there's some trepidation and some, you know, you could be intimidated a little bit like I didn't even meet the guy who knows yep. or the girl who knows if, who knows, right? They're going to just try to beat me to a pulp in my workout. I didn't see it. I didn't yeah. meet them. So yeah, I'm not going to show up for that versus meeting with Aaron, talking to him, Christian, same thing, meeting them, hearing them talk here and there, and then they'll expand on, Hey, this is what we're going to do. And so that's the big thing that we do. Even at the, even at the door, when someone comes to sign up, it's, we, we essentially lay out the process in which we're going to operate throughout the process like they show up to the door it's like awesome ryan nice to meet you man welcome into the club so this is what we're going to do ryan real quick we're going to have you sign in and then after that then we're going to pop into the office we're going to have a little conversation then we're going to go out onto the gym floor take you around show you the gym make sure you have all the equipment you're looking for pop back into the office go over the membership options and then go from there right so now i'm right you, you, you're not coming in like oh how much of your membership right we're going to get there yeah. after we do everything but if you lay that out then yeah. they already know the expectation so we do the same thing when we take them over to meet Aaron it's like hey this is what we're going to do we're going to do the we're going to sit down with you get to know you a little bit more see what your goals are do the evo scan do a little mm -hmm. bit of a workout and then send you on your way right versus like oh you're you know we, and I mentioned we don't price present necessarily sometimes we will right it depends on how the yeah. fc is going right um yeah. but yeah that's just how we do it so um anytime fitness's motto is people i, I think it's people process play profits um and we we typically do that in that order right mm -hmm. so it's like it's not profits it's not profits uh profits people play right it's, it's people process play profits right so if you take care of the first three number four is coming yeah it's a byproduct of of all that yeah absolutely but again it's, it's you know that it's personalized yeah, yeah. everything you, you're dealing with people we're not dealing with just kind of numbers of of whatever coming through the door yeah sure sure well guys look we are getting towards the end of our time on the podcast here so um i've enjoyed it now I, we do have time for one more question so I always like to ask, 
as far as growth goes, uh, and, and this can, this doesn't have to be one location. This can be company wide. So in a year from now, where would you like to be at? In a year from now, so we're obviously you know we're we're adding a third location. Yep. Uh, we'd like to we'd like to be oh we'd like to be profitable of course. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Um, from from a, a, a standpoint of where our opportunity is for growth, uh, right now about twenty five percent of our revenue comes from personal training. Mm -hmm. uh, if we can double the amount that comes in from personal training, uh, because it's tougher and tougher to get, you know, memberships and memberships aren't as, as profitable. Yep. Uh, so, so that's what our goal is. I think that's our, our mechanism for growing uh, in, in our two existing gyms. Obviously we have to, we have to establish a membership base in our third gym. Uh, and, and we're starting out with a good personal training program. Uh, there as well. So, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's a whole different growth avenue. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And I, and I love that. And um, yeah. So again, guys, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Ryan, and you and mommy just asked. You sure, buddy. So what have you seen in the people you've talked to and the data you've collected just, you know, with your podcast on marketing in the gym space like is it is the facebook instagram thing is that kind of dying out or like what are you seeing oh no not at all man that's that's no. still that's still number one as far as everything um okay. facebook and instagram and and one thing that we found is it's like you know it, it seems like it's dying down but you know a lot, a lot of people really just don't know how to do it the right way okay. you know and that is the biggest thing we've seen across the board because you know there's and, and one thing, and not to knock on any franchises or anything, like they do a lot of national marketing and campaigning, like I get that. And the, the appeal that that has, you know, the, you know, your ROI on that really just isn't too huge, you know, because it's, it's national, it looks generic, but when you can really target those people that you want, um, you know, hit the demographic that you want, you know, have an irresistible offer, you know, for them to come in, like, you know, Facebook and Instagram is still the way to go. I mean, absolutely. But guys, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for being on here today. I got a ton of value out of this. I enjoyed the conversation and, and hope you guys did as well. Awesome. Yeah. We appreciate this a lot. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And for our audience out there, if you are interested in hearing more of these podcasts, please click the subscribe button so you can be alerted when new episodes are aired. And for our gym owners out there, if you want to be a guest in the podcast, click the link in the description, apply to be a guest. Until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.